Hey ladies, this is Christy Young with the Gritty Gospel. And, and guys. Here, oh yeah. <laughs> hey parents, this is Larry and Christy Young with the Gritty Gospel. Got to do a redo. Yes, we do have to do a redo. This we have a special episode today uh, because it's the Advent season, mm-hmm. and we love Jesus. We're thankful to be able to I don't know bring him to mind in the minds of our children and mm-hmm. in ourselves every day, uh, especially during the season mm-hmm. and every day of the year. That's right. Today we have a special episode, and this topic, guys, can be very divisive. This topic can set a lot of hearts on fire. This topic can make so many people angry that I've literally seen where it can sometimes cause divisiveness within and amongst family members, neighbors, even within churches. And so what we're going to talk about today is Santa Claus. Drum roll, please. Yes. Okay, this is totally Larry's idea for the record. This makes me nervous, this whole topic, because it is so polarizing. But can I tell you, Larry and I approach this with an attitude of humility. You know, we don't know everything. That's right. And then in fact, I didn't even realize this would be something we would wrestle with until Mm -hmm. we, as brand new parents, began to feel conviction about Santa Claus. Yeah, so the (laughs) thesis for this video is to share with you a couple of things. One is how we view Santa, how we came to that determination, and then also how we communicate that and how do we engage in a culture that does push Santa as really the messenger of Christmas for much of society here in the West. And then how do we navigate our kids when they are asked that same question? So those are some of the things that I had on my mind and I think it'd be probably fun for us to address. So we just have had a lot of conversations about this. And so we'd love to just put it on blast and open it wide open and examine it from a biblical perspective. Because we get a lot of parents, newer parents that have asked us about this, people in the church. And so it's a common question. I think it's an honest question that that people have, especially when they're genuine and and wanting to do what they feel like is, um, I want to say, yes, what's most, I couldn't have Mm -hmm. said that any better myself. Thank you. Well, and then can I tell you, for us, I we both were raised in families that did celebrate Santa, and mm-hmm. I did believe growing up that Santa was real and came down my Same. chimney and brought me gifts, and then I even helped to put that on display for my little sister as I aged out, but could continue to do it for her. And so, but we did, when we had our first baby girl and Christmas was upon us, you know, we began to wrestle and realize that we had great conviction in this and that we could mm-hmm. not... Uh, We did not want to maintain the facade or the charade of Santa Mm -hmm. Claus. Yeah, yeah. We felt pretty strong about it. And I was really comforted to know that you and I were on the same page. And it really wasn't like a hard decision, but it was more just as a decision that we made that we felt like was biblical. I think the toughest part was sometimes dealing with the culture, culture, friends, family, and thinking we were totally weird and strange for not celebrating Santa. But it is what it is. We sort of are. I don't know. We are yeah. weird. <laughs> but we, we love the Lord and we really feel like, as you'll see in this video, we it comes down to us to aiming to desiring. We desire to honor God in mm-hmm. all that we do. And as we look at scripture, uh, we just don't see any room for, I don't know, lying to our kids and then maintaining lying. Somehow with every lie, I feel like there are more lies to cover up lies. And so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We can dive right into it. Okay, so you said we should start with our why. And why we don't celebrate Santa in our house. Mm -hmm. So you want me to dive in with that? Sure, sure. All right. 
I feel like somebody little is trying to do something they are. over yeah, here. You okay, I will. I do it all <laughs> the time. It's very the hard. No, I know. Um, so, <laughs> starting out with our why as to why we don't celebrate or do Santa or anything like Elf on the Shelf in our house is mainly we want to always tell our kids the truth. We want to set a standard in our household. First of all, we view our kids as our disciples, mm -hmm. and we follow Jesus as the example of the ultimate discipler. Mm -hmm. And when he was discipling his 12 apostles, one of the things that he was very open about that we feel like is characteristic of God himself is telling the truth. And so we want our kids all throughout their life to trust our word, to, for them to be able to come to us with any question, concern, and know that we are gonna give them a genuine answer. And of course it's gonna be in love, and of course we can have fun, but we first and foremost want them to trust us. And then also along with that biblical accord is as we celebrate this season, we get really excited in our house about mm -hmm. Christmas. I mean, we decorate, we do put up a Christmas tree. Um, we, well, we don't do cards, we're just kinda busy. We're just really we too busy for cards. Happen. We let the cards <laughs> we, go. We may open that again in a different season. But we're gonna no. open that when all the kids no, are left but the house. We have so much fun. We enjoy <laughs> time together and cuddles. Movies. And going to do things as a family. Yeah. And then man, building anticipation with the gifts that we have under the tree for our children. They yeah. are so excited um, as they watch their little names be put on things as, as they go under the tree. And so we still Oh, we love the sweetness of this season, this mm -hmm. Advent season, as we look forward and anticipate Christ. Mm -hmm. We love studying the Word of God together. Uh, we just got done with family worship tonight, and mm -hmm. we get to worship together. Oh, it's just sweet and deep, and we enjoy it tremendously. Yeah, and we're going to share a little bit more about some of the traditions that we have in our family. But first of all, we just wanted to just share our why, and our why is that we just really, really uh, feel like parents, as parents in the church, as believers, that we should be truth tellers to our kids and that there's no room for lying to them, especially at a young age when they're trying to figure out, okay, who is Jesus? What is this whole thing about? They have really big questions about God and his character. And we felt like introducing something like this at such a young age, it can really have implications that we may think seem very small, but if you look in scripture beginning with uh, Genesis 3, you see that what seemed to be a small sin, just eating fruit that God told you not to eat of, and then Satan lying, set off a whole <laughs> event of downfall for all of mankind. And I'm, and I'm not saying that you lying to your kid about Santa Claus will you know, cause their, their destruction, but that is a small seed where they could begin to believe that a little white lie is okay to tell. I love well, hearing your thoughts I too. I agree. And I think in our family, we really value discipleship because the Lord values discipleship. And so when I'm literally teaching our kids and when Larry's teaching our kids that all about Christ and his attributes and who he is and out of the same mouth mm. to tell them that uh, Santa is real and that he knows mm. when you are sleeping. He knows when you're point. awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. All of a sudden, all of these things in my mind, it's very compromising. And mm -hmm. to a young person, oh, it's very conflicting. And I, don't, I just don't want the door to be open for distrust to build between us and our children. I mm -hmm. want them to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you come to ask mom something or dad something, that we will be straight up with you, whether it's good or bad. You know, We are going to try to shoot you as straight as possible. 
And then of course I tell my kids all the time here and there, I may get it wrong because I don't know something or mm -hmm. I, but if, but if that is the case, if I think that's the case, then I'll say, you know, I'm not quite sure I think this, but you know what, let me look it up and let me get back to you tomorrow because I want them to know that they can trust me. And so even in that, even if I don't know the answer, I want to let them know I don't know the answer, mm -hmm. but I think I can, I can find out and yeah, I love what you said, too, about it conflicting with the theology that you're trying to, that we are trying to teach our kids. You know, if we're teaching them about the character and the attributes mm -hmm. of God, and then they find out that there's this being, though, who actually has scales. So just, for example, the gospel, right? <clears throat> the gospel of Christ is simply John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that any who shall believe in him will, will not perish but have eternal life. And that just oozing with grace. Mm -hmm. But then on the same hand, if you told our children, well, there is a guy that is watching you, and you better be good because if you don't, you won't get presents. That really <laughs> negates what yeah. you've just been teaching them totally about. Conflict. Yeah, conflicts. Yeah. And that's a hard conflict, especially with our culture. So that was a really good point by you. I appreciate Thank you that. Thank very much. Okay. Well, and then you said next we should talk about the issues. So let's talk about the issues or the ways that we found, we personally found Santa compromising. Yeah. I guess for me, especially being the mom on the front lines where I'm with the kids all day, every day, I see how Santa has usurped this season and all the media. You know, you can go into stores, you can see it on television, you hear it in the music. It's part of the reason Larry jokes all the time that he hates Christmas music, and he doesn't mean I like, can't stand like Christmas hymns music, or, but you know, <laughs> it's all about Santa, or it's all about gifts, or it's all about, and he hates the song, Oh Christmas Tree, as if we're singing to a tree. I can't stand Christmas oh, music. Funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids, I'm like, a heathen. We love the Lord. We love singing hymns. We love, like Christian, praise and worship. Yes, I mean, we love me to that. sing about the Lord, yeah. but in a season where we would be celebrating and anticipating Christ's birth, for us to be bombarded with songs about Santa Claus or reindeer. Worshiping or, Christmas you know, trees. Here and there. We can handle it a little bit peppered in. But sure. again, let it not be the main thing. But for sure in the culture, it is the main thing. You know, in malls, everywhere you go, there's a dressed up Santa Claus. And then everybody, even our littles who are learning, they're like, Mom, is that Santa? And there's this wonder and this, I don't know, this excitement and so we let them know like yes that's so fun i mean that's yeah. like mickey mouse he's like a fun character and it's really like yeah. a daddy all dressed up um but yes if you want to go interact with him go if you want to mm -hmm. sit in his lap go yes there's you know that he's been a character that was that has been created and but what we don't love is that it's almost like you mentioned this earlier today it's almost like um the israelites when moses sort of went up to mount sinai and mm. they created baal while they were waiting for moses to come back down off the mountain you sort of alluded to this. Uh, it's almost like Santa Claus kind of feels like Baal to me. He's yeah. an idol. It's idolatry. It is, I don't know, to me, it is literally, it feels like, it, if I'm really honest, it feels like the enemy, the enemy's really, really smart. And for him to allow the, and to create, because he was sent down and he, to earth and he's seeking to devour us, for him to create this, this fake character, uh, Santa Claus, who though has characteristics, has been built to have the mythology of him, yeah. has been built to have characteristics of God. And for us during the season to look toward him during a time where we have set it apart in, at least in name or in speech, to be an, a, a season where we anticipate Christ, mm -hmm. the coming of Christ, and remembering our Savior's birth. And yet, really, everywhere you go and everything you see, it's all about Santa. Mm -hmm. To me, that makes me 
want to, well, the bulldog in me wants to fight for Christ, if I'm really honest. And so in the hearts and minds of my children, simmer her down. in the hearts and minds of my children, uh, yeah, Santa Claus is fun <sighs> and cute and dessert and, you know, can have his place. But yeah. the reality is who, who do I want to exalt is my God. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to celebrate and anticipate? And where should all the wonder exist with our God? The one who has saved us and was, has planned from the very beginning to redeem us. Beautiful. So, but the point was, yeah, I feel like if you go out in the culture, the entire season has been kind of like usurped by Santa mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the culture and the media. Yeah. And if I can take a step back for a second and say <clears throat> one of the things that we like about homeschooling and doing what we do with our children is that we have the privilege to tell them a lot about church history. And we are the first to say that St. Nicholas, yes, he was a real person. And St. Nicholas has a, an amazing place and did a lot of amazing things in terms of church history. Um, and up until probably the early 20th century, Christmas time really was viewed as really centered on Christ. But then, of course, us being in a society where we're very materialistic, um, you know, retailers and things really saw Santa as an opportunity to capitalize on, ooh, we can really make some sales. And it was very clever. I mean, you think about Christmas, the first day that really the Christmas season is what? Black Friday, right? And it's all about generating sales and very materialistic. And one of my favorite Christmas movies is A Charlie Brown Christmas. And one of my coworkers actually shared this recently. And I thought it was so neat because I've watched this movie before, but it is a very different movie in terms of Christmas because you are sharing, uh, Charlie Brown gets so frustrated with materialism that is just eaten up the peanuts and the gang and he's looking around and part of it is, yes, yeah, Santa Claus is really being pushed. And I feel like to your point, Satan is very, very clever. He will take something, a great aspect of church mm-hmm. history, twist it a little bit, sprinkle in a little bit of a false god and idolatry and then push it back out and then the next thing you know... So it feels benign. Yeah, it feels benign, right? It feels it's like it's no big deal. And I've even heard some other Christians who will say, hey, it's not that big of a deal. But when you look at sin, all sin starts out as what seems to be an insignificant thing. And then the next thing you know, it snowballs into something big. And I think to our earlier point was that we just feel like even giving the okay for a little white lie is enough to say, whoa, time out. What is a standard that we want to set for our kids? And what's the standard we want to set in our relationship? Because children are young, they're impressionable. I mean, we have six kids ranging from what, 12 down to two. And these are the stages where they're going to develop real, real relationship with us. And if we have a relationship that's even somewhat built, even one aspect of it, is built on some sort of lie. I just feel like that's dangerous. And and as Christians, why would we want to invite something like that into our home? So I know we just got real heavy. So we can bring a light in a minute. But yeah, we treat Santa like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now do your hypothetical. Uh, Which one was it? Superman or Super... Oh yeah. So, you know, just imagine you can replace Santa Claus with any character that we build up as being real, right? So imagine you're sitting there, you're reading scripture, you're reading through Luke, and then all of a sudden we just interject Superman or Santa Claus 
as one of the characters. And I think it sounds extreme. But you mean in the, in the birth of the Savior yes, story? Yes, in that story. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if you read through Luke, you see the Magi, you see, you see shepherds, you see all these different characters. Mary, mm-hmm. um, you see all of these amazing characters that were real people, that were real humans. And then all of a sudden, imagine you just insert them with Batman or insert them with Superman, you would just think that's completely absurd, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that we just have to be very careful with our children because we want to impress Scripture on their heart and impress on them that Jesus was a real person. Jesus is real. Jesus, Jesus is residing. He's in heaven. He did come to earth. He did come as a baby. He did come to save the world. And I just think that to the extent that we begin to mix in any sort of falseness within that narrative, even remotely, it it can be dangerous. And I know a lot of people are probably going to think, man, Larry, that's pretty extreme. But I feel like our God goes through extreme measures to save us from sin. And we should look at sin the same way with extremes. Well, then the only thing I want to maybe add to that, too, Mm -hmm. I just I agree, is that so many kids are walking away from the faith, you know, when they get to be really by 12 or 13, their worldviews have been developed Mm. and created based upon all the things that they've taken in all around them from all the people that have shepherded them, discipled them from um, all of their influences. And so many of them are walking away from the faith that for me, I take that very seriously. And I desire my kids to know that when I tell them things that we are going to go to bat, even as we study apologetics in our house, to look at the veracity of Scripture and why we can trust in the reasonableness and the truthfulness mm. of Scripture as the bedrock for, all, you know, really it's our lens through which we view the world. I feel like I can't in good faith sit there and teach them and talk to them about these things and then out of the same mouth then say that Santa Claus is real and that mm. there's this guy who's going to come down our chimney and that will give us gifts and... It feels, it, it, I guess it kind of makes me feel like a fraud or that I would be, mm. um, and of course that's me. That's my yeah. opinion and my thoughts, but that is how I, I want my kids to But it's to challenging know, Well, and then I yeah. want my kids to know that I will be their safe person yeah. and that you will too. That yeah. we, it would not matter. You can always bring something to us and we will let you know whether it's real or not real. I feel yeah. like that needs, the buck needs to stop with us there. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and then I think sometimes we, we do hear examples like people say, well, how's that different from... I don't know, a surprise party, or how's that different from um, you building anticipation or hiding something from your kids? And I think we talked about this earlier, and, and we say, well, those are different dynamics, right? So we, we actually do withhold gifts from our children. They know that we are getting gifts from, for them, and they know they're getting gifts for, for each other, and um, they know their grandparents are getting gifts for them. and we felt that's okay because again that's a reflection of how it's God. awesome it <laughs> is awesome they have so much fun that is true it. It just it's, like, it's okay tree. yeah but yeah it, it yes. is anticipation and mm-hmm. you think about the biblical narrative and the whole point is to write reflect the biblical narrative and how yes. the anticipating like the waiting of the savior to come yes and this is just a small little shadow of that and that we get to really tell our kids about this story and, and incorporate the giving of gifts into a shadow of the greatest gift that the world received, and that's in Jesus. I agree. And then I don't feel like there's anything lost by this fake magical figure 
not coming down our chimney. Well, ask the kids, if, you know, about the gifts. I'm, I'm pretty well, so, sure they I don't guess my point is, lost. I guess, no, I, I guess that's my point. I feel like my, our kids get to know that they are loved, dearly loved, as they watch things get to be put under the tree. They know that oh. we have hand-selected things for them. You brought up a really good point. That we treasure them and that we love them. Their grandparents love them, that we care about them. We have put thought and intentionality into mm. every one of their gifts. They see us. When I wink at them and I tell them, I've got to go run an errand. And then they know that mom is doing something for someone for Christmas. And I just think that's special and sweet. Yeah. And I don't, I don't personally feel like there's a thing lost um, in not having. A- but I love what you said, though. I, I think part of it is the fact that they know that we're taking the time to do that for them. Mm-hmm. And how awful would it be, let's say, with your dad and he's getting them gifts, would it be for us to divert that? away from him or away from you and away them divert that attention away from one another and I think there's something special when they know that a gift will be given either from a neighbor a friend from their parents to them and I just think wow what what a shame that is to divert that away and give credit to something that's not even real yes to me it's just not necessary it doesn't add anything it doesn't I just feel like it doesn't edify the savior it doesn't Mm -hmm look after and help our children. In fact, I have one daughter especially who it would scare the mess out of her to think that someone was coming down her chimney or she to had an bring elf. her gifts. Or we've talked about the elf on the shelf thing. She's like, Mom, I'm so <laughs> thankful we don't do that because that scares me. Like the idea that an elf would move around our house secretively, secretly as we're sleeping would scare the mess out of her. Yeah. So I also think, but of course that's not our why. Our why is... A biblical standard but yeah. I just as I watch it unfold I just think that our convictions are our convictions and I'm grateful for the way that we've done things yeah and even to that point like elf on the shelf there have been years I'll say that I've considered doing it but not hiding that it was me or you doing it it would just be fun just to, to set up a, to hunt for the elf yeah just to day. set up just to I tell the kids hey can you find them yeah. and that we could put him in funny positions and things like that <laughs> But they would know that it's us. And I think for kids, that's just as fun, right? Like when they go to Disney World, they know, or at least I hope, that most people's kids know that Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck are just people under a costume Mm -hmm. um, who are wearing a costume and interacting with them. And again, we view it the same way. Um, But you can still leverage those things to bring God glory and to bring excitement to the season I've seen people who do like Elf on the Shelf before where they have told their kids and they make it like a journey mm-hmm. to, um, to Bethlehem. And I think that is so cool when you can tie in the biblical story to, to using this tool. And so you can take what people may use as a distraction away from Christ mm-hmm. and use it to further edify and behold Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, if that's my ultimate encouragement to us and then to you guys out there is just take the time to find ways to edify Christ that are built upon truth and you can still have fun and it can still be a good time but if you have to compromise in order to do it I would just challenge to say that hey is that something that you really feel like the Lord is calling you to do okay so we also wanted to share some of our traditions and these will be simple and sweet and but we love them and we love our kids. And so 
Um, we have, so one of the things we really look forward to too is Christmas Eve service where we get to have, um, get in our pajamas and drink hot chocolate. Oh. And then our kids can't wait to, because every year we let them come back and open up their stocking typically and they can pick one <laughs> gift from under the tree and so they fun. know that that they can look forward to that. And uh, that's just fun, exciting. And yeah. then usually we'll watch some kind of Christmas movie. So again, we also can appreciate a good Santa Christmas oh, movie. Oh, the Santa Claus? We oh, love, love those movies. movies. So it's not like we're trying to be extreme. And we just want our kids to see that Santa is fun. And he's a fun, yeah. cute character. And he just needs to be put in his place, just like Mickey Mouse, just like Donald Duck. Um, but we can have fun with them. In fact, we love getting cozy and making popcorn. Larry makes great popcorn. And watching a movie together. So... Um, and then we love to be surrounded by friends and family. We try to let the season just be a time where we get to reconnect with people, to spend time together, have dinners together. I don't know, just to be able to fellowship with sweet friends mm -hmm. and uh, enjoy our time together. And then our kids love helping us wrap gifts for other kids. In fact, yeah. I have sweet big kids who, especially Maddie and Maddie and Bryn and Ty might have wrapped one. Okay, but They're here uh, they with us watching us do this. <laughs> oh you God. hear them coughing and moving it's... in the background. Even though they're supposed to be quiet, they're, they're terrible at being quiet. They're so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> but I love them. But, well, so, and then they, so they love, they get to be a part of it all. They get to see behind the scenes yeah. how much love and time and care goes into us, yeah. loving on them. For and Christmas. we do a Christmas tree, mm -hmm. and we, you know, we, we, we have fun. We do these things. But again, in previous years, we did do a lot of research on the Christmas tree because it's all rooted in pagan origins, okay? <laughs> like just like yes. everything else. So we were but like, we don't worship a Christmas no, tree. Don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> see many. I, I I see some Christians, you know, fight about the Christmas tree and and things. I'm like, as long as you're not worshiping it like a calf, a golden calf, I think you're okay. So it's well, it's no more than just a tree with decorations. That everyone, that people need to operate in their convictions. Yes, operate you know? in your convictions. Absolutely, so please. We just decided for our family that we see we can't wait to pull the Christmas tree out like right after Halloween, like the day after Halloween. I think Maddie helped me this year, and because we love it. I mean, we look forward to it. It creates this warm ambiance in our house, and the kids just look forward expectantly yeah. to this Advent season and their little Christmas gifts and yeah. just a time of giving and loving on. People. I think our Christmas. Christmas tree was up at 12.01 on November 1st. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so we've, we've also would love to address, we've had super sweet friends ask us, how do you get your kids not to blow it for other kids? You know, if mm -hmm. you want to tell your kids the truth about Santa Claus, but you don't want, if they're little and you don't want them to go blow it to everyone saying Santa's not real. Uh, do you want to jump into that first or do you want me to, to jump into that first? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump okay. in. So the way that, we approach that as one, we always want our kids to respect. Um, we try to teach them, hey, make sure you respect other people. And I think this kind of goes back to an earlier point that you made, like with the Christmas tree and things. I We just don't want to be the reason someone stumbles. And I think that's biblical, right? If someone has a conviction, um, we certainly don't want to cause them to stumble. We don't want to cause you to stumble. And we respect that um, because we feel like that this isn't an issue where we feel like we should break fellowship with someone. Yeah. Um, I, I hope there are not people out there breaking fellowship who claim to be Christians over this issue. But anyways, the way we feel is, hey, just be respectful. My approach, and, and I think you agree with this, is, hey, if someone asks you, I would say go talk to your parent about it. But if a kid really just presses you about it and is, hey, you know, is Santa real? Or there's kind of you know, it's getting a little bit heated. I don't want to say heated, but it's getting a little bit awkward. 
Hey, tell the truth. Um, I mean, I, I, I would hate for that to happen, but, and it hasn't happened to us. I mean, it, that I've been made aware of, but I feel like, Hey, parent, I would tell my kid and we told our kids we'd direct them back to their parents, ask them, tell them to ask their parents about it. I think that does a couple of things. It reinforces the fact that their parents are authority figures, right? And they should be authority figures in another child's life. But then if, you know, a kid continues to press them on the playground, then you got another hour and they're pressing, pressing. It's okay to tell the truth. I mean, um, it's okay. But I, I just think you can do that in love and kindness and not just kind of do it where, oh, hey, uh, yeah, Santa's not real and you make fun of them. That's just that we don't tolerate that in our household and I, our children know that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We just wanted to put our thoughts out there, our conviction out there for, I don't know, for, we hope that, I don't know, for anyone who's wrestling with this issue, this will give you one Yeah. And hopefully a little bit of clarity. So, uh, we love you. We love you. Until next time. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>